Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1143. Let's go to the corkboard events at ID10T.com. Like Jack, who writes, I just want to let you know I made a thing about five years ago, and it's still a thing. I host SciFlix, a free community film screening once a month through the academic year when we show a feature film, play a Kahoot trivia game for prizes, and have a panel discussion with professional scientists about topics inspired by the films. For anyone in the Kansas City area, we can be found at edwardscampus.ku.edu slash SciFlix, S-C-I-F-L-I-X. Hope to see you at the next KU Edwards Campus SciFlix. Uh, great idea, Jack. Thank you so much for sharing events at ID10T.com. For anyone else on the corkboard, um, this episode is David Dasmalchin, who, uh, you know, it's so funny that I, because before we did the podcast, I would say like, oh, my God, yeah, I know, Dave. I'm, we're friends. I, I you know, I, I know, David. We've been at so many of the same events, so many of the same social gatherings. Uh, but I think we both realized when we were doing the podcast, like, Wait a minute, I don't know if we've ever actually had like a lengthy conversation, but we've hung out dozens and dozens and dozens of times. He's just the sweetest guy, and I'm so excited for his success. Uh, Dave has done so many, uh, he's been in so many fantastic things. He's just like the coolest, sweetest nerd who has just thrived um, in the nerdverse and done so many cool things, movies, television shows. Uh, most recently, he was Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad. Um, he was in Dune uh, that came out last year. He also has uh, his own comic, Count Crowley, which you can get the paperback edition or you can get the Kindle or version on uh, Comixology. And just a lovely, sweet, wonderful man who speaks very openly about addiction and mental health. He's an advocate for mental health and just the nicest guy. So I am so thankful that we actually got to sit down and have this wonderful in-depth conversation. It was such a pleasure. And uh, and I highly, highly encourage you to follow just all the amazing things that he's done and see all of his credits and what he's got coming out. So thank you to David Dusmelchin for being a wonderful guest on the ID10T podcast number 1143, which starts... Right now. Initiating ID10T protocol.
Hey, nice, nice job on taking out the backlighting. That is some real Thank 21st you. century. That is some real 2021, 21st century understanding of, of, the, oh, man. of the meeting process. I was all set up in my my nerd lair, uh, my office, and I the people installing the book shelves in our bedroom didn't finish yesterday when they were supposed to and i was about to start the meeting and the saws and everything just started going <laughs> off so well, here i am in our guest room well um, that's okay i'm 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 in my office i normally do this from another part of the house but my wife is down there right now with our giant dog uh kind of like running him around the backyard and he likes to swim. So he's swimming in the pool and she's just kind of giving him exercise. So I'm, I'm in my office where the lighting is, is not great. We will probably be interrupted by Bubblegum. by the way. She's in the guest room because since the guys are working upstairs, I wanted her to be in here so she wouldn't be scared. Um, let me see if there's any other better place with any kind of better background. You look fine. Like we're, I'm, we're not using video, so it doesn't. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, all right. I just, I just record. I just re-record video so that I can see, so we, we can see each other. But I, we don't. Yes. Use yes. Any, we don't okay. use any of it. Well, I appreciate you opening uh, our meeting with a serenade, and I, I do adore <laughs> that. Um, and thanks for having me on, man. I'm really excited to talk to you. About oh my God, no, please! Stuff. I, you know, when Yarbo Yarbo was on a few weeks back, and we we just started gushing about you, and I was like, "Fuck, David should be on the podcast." You know, it's like it. it then so I immediately uh, set it up, and I'm all I'm. I'm just sorry this did not happen sooner. Well, the first of many, hopefully. <laughs> How have you been? Really good, man. I'm really, really good. I am um, so happy that uh, the world has caught Dune Fever. It's really exciting right now at this moment to be a part of launching a film that is so spectacular and I think checks all the boxes of what we want out of like a big movie, but it also is really cerebral and has a lot of patience and that can sometimes you know you you wonder like how are audiences you know general peep audiences they go to the big movie theaters looking for you know some escapist uh excitement how are they going to respond and it's beautiful to see that i just got home i've been abroad shooting for most of the last six months and um yeah things are really things are really good i'm 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 feeling really great about life professionally and personally. And Eve, my wife is, um, we, we were able to spend like a week together, just the two of us. Um, and that was really nice. So yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Life is very, um, uh, overwhelming right now, but in mostly all good ways. And that's, I can't ask for more than that. You know, that's good, but please do not underestimate the stress that good things can also create. I think we get, you know, it's so easy for us to be like, I don't know why I'm so stressed. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting all these great things are happening. It's like, well, any dramatic changes in your life uh, are going to create stress. And especially even when good things happen, even when things happen that you've always wanted, because, you know, you, you don't want to fuck it up or you feel like, oh, you get superstitious about it or it's like, oh, you feel the pressure and the responsibility and you, you know, so it, it's like, I don't think we can underestimate the fact that that is a real stress, even when they're good things, 
Absolutely. Uh, and that we, we don't necessarily have to downplay it. It's like there are, you're going through these incredible changes and evolutions. And, and I love your career. And I also love just because, you know, you and Eve are just the sweetest. And, and so it just, I think, is like I think so many of us are rooting for you as a person rooting for you like that that things are really connecting and clicking for you right now and uh I'm just excited just excited thanks man thank you you know my therapist uh a while back even I were having this like these these really stressful days leading up to any travel sometimes we obviously we love to travel for the love of travel but also for work there's a lot of travel built into that and and moving as everybody knows is one of the most stressful things you can go through and just picking up and relocating and setting, settling down it for me is enough to induce pretty intense anxiety and stress then you couple that with like you're saying the pressure of this is what I've always asked for. These are the things that I've always dreamt about. And now they're happening. And am I going to do a good job? Am I going to give, you know, these, these, these diehard fans, uh, what they're yearning for? Am I going to give the director who's taken a chance on me, what they're looking for? Am I going to, you know, uh, be my most authentic self, both when entertaining and when not entertaining so that I feel like my life, uh, you know, is, is fully fleshed out and who am I both personally, privately, uh, publicly, all stuff that I'm sure you have uh, thought about and, and, and have dealt with for a long time as somebody who's very much in the public eye, I feel very similarly now all of a sudden, uh, being mostly a pretty unrecognizable character actor to getting to have some bigger roles and some bigger projects, most notably, you know, in James's film uh, as Polka Dot Man is by far the biggest role I've ever had in a studio film. And so I got back from being gone for five months and just going to the airport was different or going to grab some drive through with my kids has changed a little bit. And I, um, and I, it's a little overwhelming. And also uh, I recently lost uh, my father in the last two weeks. And that oh, was, no, uh, David, I'm so sorry. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, it's, it's been a, a blessing. He was in a dark, uh, he had dementia and at the end of his life was, was really, it was not a, a quality of life. So his release is actually a blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that he's in a better place, but there's so much to unpack between children and their relationships with their parents. I don't care how good, how bad, how complex, how simple you may define any relationship when it's a parent and a child. And this one, trust me, was an Encyclopedia Britannica 24 edition set of the complexity of life. And so I am again, and thank you for what you said about Eve, but it's the truth. I've, I've surrounded myself with, with people who have my back and who are there for me in the most genuine way. And that extends to the Yarvos and Autumns and the, the friendship circle, the Ages, the Jameses, the so many people uh, that I feel very safe. Like I've built these real meaningful relationships with. So when tragedy strikes um, or loss, I wouldn't even call my dad's passing tragedy to be honest uh, because him passing was in many ways a relief because when you've watched someone suffer and they're finally out of suffering, it actually feels 
really good. And then you get this complicated feeling of guilt as to like, why do I feel good that somebody who was, who I love is dead, but you know, that they have, you know, moved on. And I'm just sad he didn't get to see Dune, but he did. I don't know how much he processed because his brain was kind of gone, but he did go to a cinema with my stepmom and watched the suicide squad. So that's a beautiful thing. And I know he was really proud of me. Well, I'm, I'm sure he was. And, and I don't think there's anything, I mean, you know, grief is a very complicated thing to process. And I don't think there's anything, you know, wrong. My, we you know when my dad died, he just died suddenly of a heart attack. And so it was sort of like, whoa, that just came out of nowhere. It was totally a surprise. And I have said that I am grateful that he didn't, I mean, he wasn't old, he wasn't young, but he wasn't old. He was 72. And, um, and I just said, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that he didn't have some long drawn out thing that he had to suffer through. I'm not happy that he's gone. I'll never be happy that he's gone, but I'm grateful that he didn't have to, that, it, that his, that his ending was not something that was, that was really painful and drawn out. So I don't think that's a, I, I think that's a, I, to, to me, that reads as a loving thing of like you, you love someone enough that you're saying like, I, I want to release them and let them go because I don't want them to suffer in the way that you would also not want to suffer, nor would you want people to feel, you know, like if, if you went through something like that, you, you understand that the people that love you, you would want them to not watch you suffer, you know? So it's, yeah, it's understandable agreed. why it's so, why it's so complicated, but it sounds like, um, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're dealing with it in a healthy way. And also even just within the first five minutes saying my therapist, like, Oh yeah, Dave's good. He's got a support. <laughs> I love, I love our therapist so much. I've been working with her for seven years and I've been utilizing the power of therapy for almost uh, 15 years now. You know, I've been clean and sober going on 20 years and may all have 20 years of being clean and sober. And that process involved the development of a support system because in 12 steps and in recovery, you know, you, you build a a support network and it was so crucial to the beginning of my journey of mental wellness. But I am what uh, many people are who struggle uh, with addiction. What is termed a dual diagnosis patient, which means not only do I battle addiction, I also struggle with mental illness and my manic depression was in such a a place that even when all of my life checklist was in order, I had a job. Finally, I was, I was paying my rent. I I was sober. I was living, you know, things seemed in order. I was still fluctuating so painfully between extreme highs of anxiety and extreme lows of, of depression and still wrestling with suicidal ideation. So about 15 years ago, I started working, um, with uh, therapy and, and and psychotherapy, which led me to, um, you know, developing uh, the necessary relationship that I I have with psychiatry as well. And um, and my most recent therapist um, I got when I got to uh, LA, and I've been working with her for a number of years now. And it's um, it's like it's like it's like. Okay, life is so beautiful. Life is so amazing. Life is so filled with miracles and joy and art and celebration and cinema and comic books and friendships and parties and all these things we do so dearly love and cherish. 
it's also really hard. Life is just really hard. Even on its best days, we can be confronted with everything from the frustration of things not going our way to somebody hurting our feelings to being stuck in a rut where we're considering things. Like for me, I get really uh, sorrowful sometimes when I think about how short life can be, or I think about uh, mortality, or I think about the fact that anybody I love might be suffering. That's just life. It just, it's, 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 it's really hard. And all of us, I always envision are like knights going into the adventure into the, into the forest. You know, it's like, it's like we're going into the magical forest there. There's going to be, you know, damsels in distress or, or dudes in distress, depending on who you care to, you know, have a love with, uh, or non-binary people in distress. And, and there's, there's, there's also ogres and there's heroes and there's all these things we're going to encounter. And we, we need the best armory possible on our steed as we go through this journey. And for me, that is this beautiful combination of like my therapy work, psychiatry work, recovery work, my friends, my family, my art, um, my, my animals and, and pets that I love, um, the kindness of strangers. Uh, there, there, there's all these tools and and uh amazing things that i have on my side that 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 help me on this journey and i think anybody listening or all of us we need those whether we look at it that way or not they're they're so crucial to not only our survival but to our ability to be present and enjoy all the gifts that life has for us you know yeah and you and you know you you really just want to set the table as much as you can to succeed and I don't mean like material success I mean like personal success you know yes. and, and you have that like you said you know you have this amazing wife and you have kids these kids that you love so much and you have you know friends that you care about and all this other stuff I mean all, all the things that you must be going through right now that have the potential to fuck with your head a little bit about you know it's like this like this this success spike and everything I mean it's all fine you know like but it just I think not that you asked me, so please forgive me for being presumptuous and thinking you care about what I'm telling you. But I, I just, I, I'm just telling you, someone who, who cares about you, um, you know, uh, just, you just, you just remember that your work is a thing you do and not who you are. You know, like it's, 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 it's a thing that you get to do, a thing that you love to do. But no matter how successful or how not successful, like whatever the material, whatever the external things are, they don't, they aren't you and they shouldn't personally define you, you know? So I think that's just the important thing to remember because, you know, particularly, you know, I just, I, I, I just had 18 years of sobriety and this is the first year that I forgot the date, which was October 8th, like October 10th. I was like, Oh, Holy shit. Like I totally forgot. I just forgot. And because it's been 18 years. And, uh, you know, and I think sometimes we have, a, I mean, everyone does this, but I think we in particular have brains that have a tendency to kind of place value in external things to make us feel certain ways. And that's dangerous because you can't control the external world and the, ex, you know, and it's like, and, and also it's just very fragile. And it's so, so how do you set the table so that you have that internal value system so that you know that you're enough and you believe you're enough regardless of, you know, whatever is, is happening in the world. And those are the, those are sort of the, sort of the important things to, to remember. So, you know, I am, I'm, I'm, I am encouraged and happy because it sounds like you're fucking on it. <laughs> like you, you, you have set up all the things so that, you know, you have this 
beautiful safety net to, 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 you know, to, to take care of you, you know, when you need to. Thanks, man. And thank you. And that's great advice. And also congratulations. I mean, 18 years, man, what an amazing achievement. Uh, and I just hope anybody who's listening knows Chris and I are here today by the grace of God and this miracle called sobriety. And, and, and if you feel like you're struggling, um, it's not about, you know, anything other than the willingness. Uh, and if you've got that willingness, there are absolutely free resources for you right now, probably within an hour of wherever you're sitting, listening to this, that you could get to a meeting, you could get your first step going. And it's just taking that first step can lead to, I mean, look at the incredible life you've built for yourself, man. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. You're somebody that has taken all of your passions and turned them into a career, a lifestyle, a way of life, uh, you know, and it's, and, and at the same time, um, you genuinely seem to be enjoying every step of the way, you know? It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I do enjoy it. And, and you know, it is, you know, and, and it's sort of extending the message you were saying to anyone who's listening who might, who might be struggling right now. It's... It, it, it really, um, it, there's no shame in it. Like, it's just, it, it's, it, it's, there, there, you know, it's like, oh, you, you, sometimes it just, oh, you got a cute, you just pulled out a cute cat. This, this could only, this, this could only feel better with the addition of an adorable cat. And yes. this just, is, this is Bubblegum. Uh, she's been kind of a little bit of an internet celebrity in the last few months. Bubblegum, I rescued on the set of the Suicide Squad when we were in Panama. And she's been a part of our family ever since she's trying to eat the microphone. Sorry. Bubblegum. <laughs> you feel like saying hi? No, you can't ask cats to do anything. Um, no, no, she, they sort of just uh, whatever they want. She's so great and so loving. And um, she has been such a boon to our family um but yeah 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 and i know you love animals too and i do uh, i do well we so well look i just to, to wrap up my long winded thing before i was i my sobriety started like i always sort of knew ah maybe this is something at some point that i might need to address you know like uh and so because i was just drinking a lot and so uh, and i never like bottomed out or anything you know it wasn't like a you know, I just, I, I was just, I felt emotionally kind of stuck. Like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a rut and I seem to be doing this a lot. And I don't know if that's good. And, uh, and literally one day I was sitting in a therapist's office and she just said, 
you look like shit. You should just quit drinking today. You should just fucking do it like right now. And it just made sense. I was like, oh my God, like I didn't, you know, like I didn't have that thing where I was like next week, you know, because it's hard to stick to that, you know? And I was just very lucky that I had the right person at the right time and I was just ready. And, you know, I do talk about it fairly regularly because I just think today might be the day that someone just needs to hear that. And they hear it and they go, oh my God, I could just do that, you know? And I'm not saying it, it's, you know, the easiest thing in the world, but you don't have to take it on all at once. You just got to get through that first day and that first step and that first, and there's no shame in it and it's okay. And you can be okay. And that's why I, I love that you're talking about it. And I, cause I just, I know there's going to be at least one person out there who's going to hear that, take out their AirPods or whatever and go, fuck today is the day I just need. Yes. I, I, I love, I love the thought of that. And, and you're right, man. Like we've got to erase the stigma of shame that comes with those of us who do have the gene or whatever you choose to believe causes it of, of being an addict there. We have to remove that stigma. We have to remove the stigma of those who struggle with mental, uh, unwellness, um, and who, who need mental, mental health, um, I think that uh, I was nervous, to be honest, man. I, I it wasn't until 2013. At that point, I was, you know, 11 years clean, and I was making a film called Animals that I wrote, which is about uh, a couple who are struggling with heroin addiction, which was my drug of choice. And um, and I had said to everybody involved because it was a micro budget film. I said to all my friends helping me make it, like, I don't want anybody to know. This is my business. It's my anonymity. And by the way, if you're listening, your anonymity is sacrosanct. You do not have to do it. Chris and I do. You don't have to go talk publicly about no. it. That's that works for us because that's part of our journey, but you can become a sober person, do it completely anonymously. But for me at that point, I said, I was afraid of professional repercussions because I said, even though I'm 11 years clean, who wants to hire a guy that they know could possibly slip or a guy who has struggled with mental illness and, and heroin addiction. And thankfully with the encouragement of my friends and Eve in particular, I was doing an interview and I just, I started talking, as you could tell, I'm a gabber. I'll just talk. But I just was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge my struggle and uh, haven't looked back since it's been really freeing for me and empowering. Well, you were ready, you know, you were ready. And, and, yeah. and, and I'm, and again, I'm sure that was tremendously helpful to people and, you know, and, and also just sort of seeing, um, seeing all the steps you've, you've taken and the choices that you've made. And, you know, it's like even looking at, uh, uh, oh, you wanted to create a comic book series. So you, you know, so you create, you start writing Count Crowley, like it just, it, it's it's looking at all the choices that you've made that are basically you saying to yourself, Hey, I'm worth it. So I'm going to make these choices for things that I want to do that I enjoy and fight that urge that so many of us have to, you know, beat ourselves down or self-sabotage or oh, why would I ever, no one ever. It's like, you know, it's because you can do those things. You are allowed to do those things. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to. And, and it's not that, it's not that again. It's these are external things. It's not that they're gonna fix you uh, or whatever. But it but it is like the process of you saying like, "Hey, I'm worth I'm worth enough to myself that I'm gonna pursue joyful things." It's a very profound 
was a very profound thing and, and, and a very kind of unspoken testament to, you know, your recovery and that you really believe in yourself as you should. Thanks, man. Thanks. And, and, and I um, have been so inspired by people that I've either just admired from afar or had the privilege of collaborating with where bringing myself to my work, bringing myself, my personal past history, demons, my narrative into my work um, with, without it being some form of art therapy, because that to me doesn't work, but it's it's not about like, Oh, I'm going to work through my problems with my work. It's that I'm going to bring my whole self you know, roughshod and all into the workspace and craft stories inspired by the things that really matter to me that perplex me. And you look at James, you know, what, what he does with all of his stories. There's so much of James Gunn splattered across the pages of every script that he writes. When I, when I look at, you know, Denis and, and the things that I, I, I know haunt or, you know, cause him to to sit up thinking about existence, you know, he brings into his work. So with, with Count Crowley, and thank you for mentioning it. It's one of my proudest accomplishments. Um, I wanted to tell a story that tied together my love of monsters and my love of late night horror hosts and my feelings of uh, struggling to battle my self-doubt and shame and, and addiction and alcoholism. And um, and thank goodness, you know, you. T- I've, by the way, if you're listening, I have pitched dozens of ideas to the world, be it as an actor or as a writer and Many of them d- didn't 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 get the the engine light, you know, and that's okay. It took all of those swings to finally connect with the ball in the way that it has for me with with Count Crowley, and you know, um, so. But I will always, hopefully, continue to 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 be surrounded by the people who give me the courage to take that leap and bring myself into the work, you know. Well, and, you know, listen, again, not that you asked me, but I'm just, I'm just offering And anytime you can go, Chris, shut up. I know all this, but uh, because I imagine that you are in a zone where opportunities are going to, are flooding in, you're going to get to do a lot of, you're going to get a lot of opportunities to do things and you're going to want to do all of them at first. Cause also, you know, <laughs> when, you're, when you're, when you're an up and coming performer, the idea of saying no to anything is fucking mind blowing. It's like, wait a minute. No, I need to work. I got to work. And so, you know, I just, again, another piece of unsolicited advice is it's okay to say no to things, particularly to preserve your own sense of well-being, or, or just if you're not that passionate about something, like you never have to feel bad to say like, nope. I, you know, you know, maybe I know I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm going to take some time for myself. I'm going to take some time and, uh, you know, be with my family or or whatever. It's like, you don't have to, you're going to get a ton of opportunities. And so it's just, uh, or if, unless you already are, and you know, it's just about sort of preserving yourself so you don't get pulled into kind of a, you know, an addictive with like work shit. Agreed. It's why I, I mean, I have taken on representation just in the last two months for the first time in five years, for five years, no agent, no manager, because I got so tired of being handed continuously things that I was like, that's not the direction of the life that we're trying to, to build here. And I feel like I finally found, you know, a partnership that will, that works for me and appreciates my, but you're right. And, and, and anybody listening to this, it's not just for those of us in entertainment. Chris is 
wisdom is it's so true. Just, I, I understand the fear of, uh, you know, I in 2012, I had $0 in the bank. I was, you know, trying to make it to five commercial auditions a day in Santa Monica and not booking one of them. And I got offered this chance to, to be in a horror movie and make about $20,000. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I read the script and I was like, I would not do this film justice because I don't understand a single word of it. And it's, and it's, it's just not for me. And I, and I, I talked to the director and I just was like, I, I just can't, I didn't say any of that. I just said, you know, I was like, I can't, I, I think I, I, I said, I'm, I'm really busy, but I'm, I'm honored and thrilled and, and good luck with your project. And it, and that was that. And then about a week later, I was sitting there going, Cause I would have flown out a day or two later. This was one of these, they were replacing someone at the last second. Uh, they, they just made me the offer. I would have been in a, I think I would have been in Canada filming and it was Monday and I was sitting in my little apartment in Koreatown going, I just made, I can't believe I just turned down money and an opportunity because I didn't think I, I was, could connect with the material. I was really beating myself up. And I got a call to go across town for a last minute audition for which I would not have been able to attend because I would have been in Canada making that horror movie. And I went and auditioned for Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners as a last second. They were trying to find a role and he ended up casting me in the film. I ended up building a lifelong artistic partnership with him that would never have happened if I'd have made that first decision based on my fear of unemployment or my fear of being broke or, you know, and, 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 and so if you're sitting there and you're, you're thinking about, well, this is, I, I should take this just because I should listen, try your best, get to know that internal deep, deep, deep voice. That's what meditation has done a lot for me. I've been trying my best to be really diligent with yoga and meditation and trying to listen for the last few years to, that truer voice, the voice that isn't motivated by ego, insecurity, um, et cetera. And, and, and it's, it's, people can scoff at us because now, you know, like, look, Chris, you're incredibly successful. I've started to build some success and they think, oh, it must just get easier. The more <laughs> successful you, and you go, no, it actually gets more. Am I right? Well, well, it just because, you know, it's like, I, I, I've been lucky enough to have the same, uh, I, I've been working with this, uh, a trainer work workout for like 15, 16 years. And, um, and he would always say like, and it basically was like, I, I was always in like, I always had back problems my whole life. And I was all, like, I was getting to a place where I'm like, in my, in my thirties, I was like, if I don't start kind of some kind of exercise regime, by the time I'm probably the age I am now, I will be a mess. Like, and so I started working out with this guy and he's amazing. And so it just, and he would always say like, look, just know that when you when you're asking the universe for more, it's more of everything. <laughs> it's not more of one thing. It's more stress. It's more responsibility. It's more to lose. It's more, uh, you know, pressure. It's more, and so it's very That's easy. Such to, great advice. That it is, is such. <laughs> it's so true. You know, it's like it's more. It's more of everything. So, are you prepared for that? And you know, because it's very easy to have this, 
these these simple solutions in our head, like, oh, if I just got this job, then, uh, you know, cut to me having no problems, like this one, you know, financial problem is solved. It's like, okay, that one problem will be solved. But then it could unlock like five other problems that you never thought of or put you in a realm where it's so unfamiliar to you that you can't even recognize the problems, you know? So it's, it, 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 it is a strange thing to say, you know, cause you know, I'm not, listen, no, no one's going to feel bad for someone who's like has had success. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean like the things that you think are going to solve your life don't necessarily solve everything. And in a lot of cases they can bring more, stress and pressure and responsibility than you might have you you never see all of that stuff you, really you don't yeah the one don't. dimension of like uh you know like we oh, struggle yeah. we struggle with the i'm so glad you opened the conversation by acknowledging the fact that yes david a lifelong nerd collector of comics and 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 movie geek is all of a sudden you know, he's, he's working in these, these amazing projects that are all his dreams come true. He's getting to do these things. And, and you said it right at the beginning, but you're still a human being and you still got the, with the complexity of all of that comes all these other elements that make that, 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 that do that, that add, that add to that. And, and I think, you know, the work we do on ourselves is so pivotal to all the other stuff and whether it's work or relationship, I I'm sure you found this yourself because you have this, you know, beautiful, um, you know, marriage and, 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 and love that is, um, that's, that, that is, you can see from, you know, a thousand miles away is, is glowing. And I, I feel like I knew I was really ready when I wasn't looking for anybody else and I, anybody else, any partner or any job or any validation to fulfill or complete some hole in me that I wasn't able to suss out and do the work on myself. When I, when I had been looking to other people in the past to help fix those things in me, or when I thought that my role in other people's lives was to fix or fill the things that, that they needed. Um, it was always kind of a fool's errand and it's really great being in partnership with, um, you know, with, with someone that, that's that's not the root of the need of the relationship does that make sense it does it does i think i think i think the idea of it as a partnership is a really great it's a really great way to phrase it because you are working together and you know it's helpful when in relationships you have common goals and you understand each other and and you know i i i also think that you know listen because of the like uh because of the nature of our culture and what we tend to prioritize, you know, there's such a, there's so, there's so many like quote productivity or quote self-help books that are like, here's how you get successful. Here's how you get all the things you want. You want a boat. Here's a fucking boat, you know, (laughs) but there are very few things. I I feel like what, but then it, it tends to stop there. It's like, I don't see a lot of stuff that says, well, here's, here's how to be successful, not how to get success. Here's how to be, and again, not materially successful, although that's fine, but here's how to be and maintain it. It's almost, it's almost like our culture just kind of like, here, you got this material thing you wanted, now fuck off, it's, now it's your problem. And it's like, well, how do you maintain, because it doesn't stop there, you know, like the, especially the mental health journey, it doesn't stop there. And how do you, how do you, how do you, not let it take over your life or become your identity or how do you 
how do you have balance with it and how do you see it in a healthy way? You know, like these are a lot of questions that I don't think we ask a lot in our culture and you know, especially to anyone who's going through what, what you've just said, like, Oh my God, I got all these things that I want. I don't feel happy. And I feel guilty that I don't feel happy. It's like, yes, because things don't necessarily make you happy. You have to, you know, you have to be instead of doing to be, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. And, yeah. and, and, and I think you're, you know, an uh, excellent example of that, continuing to do the work uh, on yourself and finding your place in the universe and seeing how you can contribute to this world. I think there are, it's, it's, it's easy for people, you know, listening to be like, oh, you know, well, Dave and Chris now have, they have material security, they have this. And it's, that's not true. You guys, like if you're listening, I, people who I know who were born with material security and if, and, and that wasn't even a question to them have struggled in ways that, that I couldn't even fathom or have had pressures upon them that I didn't understand. And there's the, the, the complexity of the human mind and all the struggles that we go through, um, really don't have very much to do with that. And I know that's now you say, well, that's easy for for you to say now that, you know, you've got your whatever. And I go, I want to say, even I had a very deep, very powerful conversation about two weeks ago. We just, it was one of these beautiful days where we just talked all day. We had not gotten a chance to do that in so long. And if there's anything that I, 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 I need you to hear today, it's that we are sitting there holding each other, talking and talking, and 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 and, and I we we came to the conclusion that we are absolutely as happy right now in 2021 in a nice house that we bought with the success of you know things that we've been able to make happen or that have happened to us um, as we were in 2014 when our son was being brought home from uh, Cedar sinai Hospital, and we had $400 between us in our checking account. We had no idea how we were going to pay the month, the rent the next month. We were under, you know, uh, different kinds of stress at that point, but we were absolutely being successful in that moment. We had worked, we were working on our relationship. We were working on ourselves. We were doing the stuff you know, necessary to get to that most authentic experience on a day-to-day basis. And I assure you, I mean this from the very, very bottom of my heart. We, we absolutely were as happy, as content at that moment as we are right now. Well, that, that, that all, that presence of mind, especially if you're, you know, uh, especially if you're, if you're doing meditation, you know, that, that sort of appreciation for the pure presence of the moment, you know, it's a very, especially now it's an incredibly hard thing to achieve because there are so many things that want to distract you <laughs> all fucking day long, our devices and the traffic and the world and the, you know, and there's just so many things that want to pull your attention. And so it's so easy to live outside the present moment because a lot of times you want to fucking escape the present moment because it's loud, you know, and, and it's, and we're not, I don't think we're, you know, like the, the noise of the world evolved quite rapidly in the past hundred years faster than I think our brains could evolve to, to process and handle all of it. And so, you know, I certainly think, you know, that that must be a contributing factor in, you know, the, 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 the sort of the rise and the struggles of mental health, because I think we're just so overloaded all the time. And so to be able to 
to step out and, and just kind of like shove it all away and just be present with ourselves is, is, you know, it's, it's can be very challenging, but it's so it's rewarding as fuck. If you can do it. <laughs> it is. And when you're like us, you know, we love, I love our shows, love our movies, love our music, love our, for me, I mean, there's so many comics I can't even keep up. Uh, it seems like, and I just, uh, am just tr- swimming through all the things that I, geek out and nerd out over um and I, I i just you know um there is so much stimulation my god we were just sitting down last night to just fl- click through and be like okay what do we need to catch up on and the list was so daunting yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm i'm quite aware of that i'm quite aware of that list i mean we you know, we, we probably eat dinner and then we crawl into bed every night at like seven and we just kind of <laughs> watch stuff, you know, cause, cause Lydia is um, uh, about six months pregnant now. So we are, you know, so we're kind of, we're, we're resting in the evenings and uh, watching stuff. And, and even that, I just sort of feel like, I don't find, I don't know how we're going to, there's just so much, there's just too much of the stuff. There's yeah. just too, too, too much stuff. And so we just kind of like, you know, chip through it a little bit at a time and just kind of in, enjoy it while we can. But we are really in a, we're in a Dude. golden age of content. A yes, glut. and in, in three months, you will um, you will not be having that luxury. So enjoy it right now, my friend. And I think the baby's really going to enjoy watching the next the season two of Lock and Key. <laughs> I really think that's what the baby wants to see. The baby really wants to see a, a, a magical house with demon keys. Baby wants the boys. Baby wants lock and key. Baby wants, yes, midnight match. Um, <laughs> what? How are you feeling? Great. We're feeling great. You know, like we're just, we're just feeling very grateful that, you know, it's so far everything's been going very well. And Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today can I give you one piece of advice that I was going to give me lots of pieces? Okay. Of well, here's the only advice I like to give. So she's doing all the hard work. She has all the heavy lifting. She's the one that has to um, absolutely suffer. It's totally unfair the way that the reproduction process um, treats the female body as opposed to the male body. So when you get home and feeding, depending on, you know, however, you know, however you guys will be feeding the baby, it happens so regularly, it's like every two hours. And then after you feed the baby, you change the diaper. 
and then put the baby back down. So the baby has this weird sleeping cycle in the beginning where it's like just a couple of hours sleep and then it wakes up and it's hungry and it wants attention and then it goes back to sleep. So it isn't that like what we're used to where we sleep for eight or nine hours and then, you know, are up for the other part of the day. So when Eve first got home, something that with Arlo, and then I repeated this with Penny, something that worked really well for us was especially at nighttime, but those first couple of days and then going into nighttime, she would lay in bed and we had the bassinet close enough that when the baby would wake up, I would, I just put it on myself. I'll always be the one that wakes up when the baby wakes up, I go get the baby, bring it to her. So she could either feed by breastfeeding or with a bottle. Uh, and then it was my job to burp the baby, change the diaper, put the baby back down. That's my advice to you in that beginning part, because there's so much strain on her. You are absolutely responsible for like getting the baby, bring it to her feeding so that that's she doesn't a, have a, to get up. She doesn't a, have to That's move. amazing advice. I love that advice. And also I completely agree with you. I remember when, uh, when Lydia found out she was pregnant, she said, we're pregnant. And I think one of my first thoughts was like, Hey, that is a really generous co-producer credit. I really appreciate that. I feel like it's the EP credit that someone gets because their agent helped, you know, recommend an actor, not because they really had the, you know, we're really doing the hands-on production. Perfect work. analogy. Perfect yeah, analogy. Like, yeah, you showed up at the premiere and yeah. your name is on the screen. <laughs> and, you and know, it's it's like, like, it was like a contractual EP credit. But um, uh, but I but I I was really appreciated that that you know it's like hey listen if you if you just said I'm pregnant I totally I, I you're very generous with saying saying the we and like another friend of mine referred to this like that's the royalist of we's that is a very generous like you know <laughs> we are pregnant oh well I'm you know I'm here uh, and so yeah and so my role is like whatever you need you know like I'm just whatever we're, whatever we're doing whatever I can do whatever you need that's 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 what I'm going to, you know, just to like support structure. So that, that, that is very excellent advice. And, you know, and, and, and I haven't, I, and as somebody who's normally kind of a relatively anxious person, I've not, knock wood, I've not really had anxiety about it. I'm That's great. feeling really good and excited about it. And I have these dreams where I'm hanging out with my kid and everything just feels really nice. I, I don't know. It's, it's, that's it's, great, man. Don't question that. That's, you know, that's the kid is already communicating with you from where they are. You already have developed this bond with them. And, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Eve and I, um, we're very goal-based people in life and I'm a intensely goal-based. I mean, if we were in my office right now, I'd show you, I have, you know, my goals are always a thing for me. And, and it was, it was tricky for us when we found out that we were going to be parents because it wasn't part of necessarily our plan. Um, but it became part of uh, our lives and our kids are not the center of our universe, but they are definitely two of the brightest stars in our sky. And they are, um, these incredible gifts to our lives. And we, as we set the goal for what is that, what do we want as parents? Like, what is it that we are setting out to achieve? So our goal, and hopefully we will achieve this is to help Arlo and Penny be kind and independent. Those are our two tenants that we always come back to when we're trying to make a decision about anything. Like, does it get us closer to the goal? 
kindness, independence, kindness, independence, uh, happy. I, I always hated that. My parents was, well, I just want, I just want to raise happy kids. I just want happy children. I was like, well, that's not very fair. Life is only happy if you're doing great, like 60% of the time. Let's, let's not put <laughs> well, that pressure happiness, on. Happiness is also an interesting concept because sometimes I think we look at happiness. I know I've said this on the podcast before, but we sort of chase happiness. Like it's some kind of fucking drug, you yeah. know, it's like, Oh, yeah. I just gotta, I just gotta take the happy. And it's like, and there's a lot of pressure, like, well, what does even that mean? And I think as I've gotten older, what I think we mean, or at least what I think I want to achieve is like, is, is just peace, like a grounded contentment and peace, you know, Absolutely. like and that happiness is not some, you know, like, oh, I'm so happy, you know, like, it's not <laughs> this like super intense, you know, like, I don't know, some, some kind of drug you could probably get on Black Mirror, on Black Mirror episode, but it's like, uh. It's just, it's, I think it's sort of like the absence of anxiety and the absence of pain, the absence of negative things. It's just this general good sense of well-being. And I think sort of relocating it to that and seeing it that way has been very helpful because then you're not like, I don't feel intense joy, you know, like, well, no, because no one feels like no one's joy is on 11 all the time, you know, and uh, it's like life's a mix, like you said earlier. So you know, I think it's it's just sort of that kind of grounded, that sort of feel, feeling okay is as I think is is a good, and, and that's why you know, I talk about the with the when I've talked about the trainer before, where it's like when I first started working out, I would want to feel something like I was doing something. Oh, I feel sore. I feel like I really did something, and now it's like I feel like I actively work out, so I don't feel any like I don't feel sore. I don't feel stiff. I don't feel. I'm not feeling. I'm sort of working out to just kind of have like a, <laughs> a muscular piece and flexibility, I suppose. A baseline. It's so important for everybody listening. If you're struggling with just, you know, your general m- malaise and anxiety and depression, getting up and doing 10 minutes of yoga and even 20 minutes of some form of cardio uh, or core workout daily is night and day. When I'm walking around your block, walking around yes. your block and just breathing so in. Changing your blood, um, your, your heart rate, changing the way your oxygen's hitting your brain. Every time Eve and I are about to, we feel an argument coming in. We feel like we're starting to get into an un, uh, untieable knot or unknotable un- knot. It's like, okay, let's go five minutes, change our heart rate, get some oxygen flowing differently. Uh, and then we can like talk. Well, yeah. And it's like, obviously, obviously some, you know, we do feel things that are, that are emotional, like the, the causes are emotional in nature, but then other times we feel that there might be emotional causes, but it's like, I know that if I start to feel anxious or sad or something, <laughs> literally I'll drink water and then I'll feel better and go, oh, I think I was just dehydrated. You yeah. know, There's a, there are physio, it's like how many physiological reasons can we chip away at to just stack the decks in our favor? You know, like, Oh, I didn't eat. I haven't eaten for like five hours. So I need to eat a little something, you know, it's like, Oh, now I feel better. Oh fuck. Again. Like, cause it's so easy to get tricked into thinking that everything is some like grand emotion. Has Mental some grand thing, emotion. And like, Oh, I was just, uh, I was just a little hungry. Yeah. <laughs> When you start to slip off your baseline in a way that you're feeling like this is something's off, something's off. It must be because of I'm stressed about this thing or because I'm arguing with my partner about this. Always do. uh, I learned this a long time ago. Halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Check that list first before you get into psychoanalyzing yourself. Are you hungry? Are you, you know, angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? Uh, And it's for me, a lot of times it's hungry. It's crazy how much I've like, oh, shit, it's four o'clock. 
and I had cereal and a poached egg at nine. Uh, no wonder <laughs> I feel depressed. And and I think another another big one too, just sort of tacking on to that as as a little addendum is try not to try not to tackle big existential life questions when you're feeling any one of those things, especially yeah. if you're hungry or tired, especially because it's so easy to get anxious late at night or in the middle of the night. Like I wake up always, I have like three or four o'clock in the morning for a little bit, a couple hours. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, your brain's going to want you to process some of that stuff. But if you're, if you're sick or if you're tired or if you're hungry and you start to go, I don't know what my life means. I don't know, just go stop. <laughs> no, now I may not be operating in a hundred percent to really kind of tackle some of this. So it's okay to shelve this until I'm feeling better. Cause then when you're feeling better, you're like, Oh yeah, I kind of just invented this thing in my head that wasn't there. Or, or at least you'd have more of the tool set to like be able to really kind of process it and deal with it and pick a next step an action item or something. So I, that would be my small addendum to the end of that. Don't tackle yes. big life problems if you're feeling any one of those. Such good advice. Such good advice. And always have a comic book on hand that you can read when you need to (laughs) (laughs) de-stress. Oh, by the way, I do, you know, we we sort of over the podcast talking about like Dune and how well it's being received and stuff. And that is, that is no small feat. You know, it's like the sort of the, uh, because I remember when the first Dune came out, I'm old enough. I saw it when it came out. And I remember I was old enough to see it, but young enough to be confused by it because I think what I was expecting in the original Dune was this kind of like um, Star Wars-esque fairy tale. And it was a much more complicated story than that. And, and so, you know, the, the heft of, of making that story, especially knowing that a previous one exists, you know, is a really big deal. It's a very, it's a very big uh, feat to, to overcome. Yeah. I'm so proud to be a part of it. It's a, I mean, I have a small role in the film um, and just getting to be, you know, uh, amongst that Denise vision, you know, he, took such a massive swing, you know, Dune, a film that's already been made uh, based on, you know, one of the greatest, you know, science fiction pieces of literature ever written, but also one of the most densely and complicated, you know, uh, books when it, when it comes to, you know, sci-fi space operas. And then he took such a massive swing and has created something that people can really just go and enjoy, whether they don't even have never heard the word Dune before or not. Like it's, it's just, it's so exciting. I think our, and, and, and I, and I feel the same, you know, with um, just because it just recently came out and now it's going to Blu-ray with James, like getting to make the suicide squad, like that's an already existing material, you know, property that people may have a familiarity with what they think it is. And then James just takes this massive swing as an artist and, and puts, makes his own, bold choices and I'm ah uh, I'm just I'm in this moment of deep bubbling cackling crackling gratitude man where artists you know in the top of their game seem to think that I could be it's hard it's weird to even talk, like say it out loud it's 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 emotionally overwhelming to think about the fact that they're like that they think I could be a benefit 
to something that they're uh, that they're they're attempting to achieve it's it's so humbling and to know that you know 20 years ago i wanted nothing more than to not exist and to be dead and to be here now uh getting to talk to you someone who i've watched for years have been a you know a fan of for years and getting to talk about you know all these important things it's uh it's such a gift. It's I'm so grateful. Gratitude, as you know, from the journey of being sober people, like gratitude is such a uh, foundational, like bolt in the, in the, in the, in the machinery of how we can live our best lives. But like, boy, am I feeling it right now. But it's also, but it's also just from, again, from doing the, doing a bunch of the internal work, you know, it's like you, you're talking about James and Denis and you, and, and you're saying taking big swings, but it's like, but these, all these folks knew who they, they had a strong sense of who they were and what they wanted and made choices based on that accordingly. But you did the same thing. You'd have done the same thing, you know, like turning down a job, turning down guaranteed money because it didn't align with what you felt you wanted, like what you felt you could do or was in line with what you were trying to do because you had a strong sense of who you were because you did all this internal work. Like that's a very, that is, that is, that's the exact same basic structure of what you're talking about, you know? And so it just takes the the looking inward and that can be really scary. It's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, it's like having to confront, you know, Oh, you know, working on stuff or, confronting things you don't want to talk about, you know, whatever it just, but you did it. And, you know, and so when it's so for anyone saying like, Oh man, that uh, does much. And he's so lucky. It's like, well, but he's, he made choices, you know, it's like, <laughs> yes, there's some luck, but it's like that sort of like opportunity meeting preparation, you know, and like, yes. like doing all of the, and having a strong sense of, you know, all, all the things that I've, all the jobs that I've ever done that I feel like, at least meant the most to me or had the most impact were things where I was able to like really put something of myself, just like you said, James does with his movies or like you do with stuff, your roles. And, you know, it's like you really scoop something real into that. And that's, uh, that's what kind of makes it stick, you know, I think, and and that's not why you should do it, but that's the, that's a nice side effect. Like that's a nice side effect of it. Uh, in as much as it allows you, you need to do the kind of work that you that you want to do. I mean, is there? Are you? What's your? Or do you have kind of a of a plan at this point, or like a general? I mean, I know like making plans is sort of a. It can be a little bit of a folly sometimes because like cause we can't control anything. But, but I have I have less. I mean, I I have a, 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 a the plan is to continue to you know um, surround myself with the people that love and support me and that I can love and support and to, um, you know, just do as much uh, possible with the opportunities that I've been presented with while, you know, being as loving and supportive as a partner, parent and collaborator as I can. And then professionally, I am big about goals. So it's, I do, the plan is in the goal setting. It's, 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 and, and I do believe in setting calendar date goals because they're, they're, you, you don't live and die by them though. So like I set a goal that by, you know, 
by by 2020, I would be into production on the next film that I wrote. Well, we're not going to be in production, but we will be into production by spring of 2021. But by having that goal and looking at it every day on my board of going, hide your eyes, which is a film that I wrote that is um, a, a psychological horror film that deals with uh, addiction and mental unwellness, um, that film it will be, we're going to be shooting it in the spring. Um, I have, you know, professional goals. There's stories that I really want to tell, including I'm gratefully getting to expand upon the world of Count Crowley. And I have big dreams for the other media in which that story could unfold. And we're working on that now. Um, I have several scripts uh, that I've been working passionately on for quite a while, some by myself and some with collaborators. And so those are in um, exciting stages of development, um, all of which include roles for myself, because as an actor, I always love uh, when I can write and tell a story and create an opportunity for myself as an artist to flex muscles that maybe I wouldn't otherwise get to do. Um, and then as an actor, I'm really did, you know, in my lifetime, when I moved to LA, my three biggest acting career goals were number one, to work with David Lynch, number two, to work with the Muppets, and number three, to play a James Bond villain. And I worked with, I, I did everything within my power and finally got the chance to be a part of David Lynch's um, vision by being in his return to Twin Peaks, which was a dream come true. And then um, the Muppets, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm just going to keep working towards that goal and the Bond villain of it all. I'm just going to keep working towards that goal by hopefully just continuing to create characters that hopefully capture the interest or attention of maybe some filmmaker who someday will be like, ah, that's the guy that's going to be, you know, with the eye patch and the hairless cat. They're putting it out there in the universe. And by the way, I, I, I also think that, uh, it's great that you said I don't live and die by the goal date because, you know, the goals themselves, you know, like goals are great, but, but I think it's not always for the reasons that people may automatically think like the achievement of a goal happens in an instant. Like once the goal is actually achieved, like it's a tipping point and then it, the box is checked. And a lot of times you're like, Oh, well I achieved that goal. Now what, you know, it's like you're for it. it it's, it's really the process of what do you become in the pursuit of that goal? It's the journey, you know, what do you see along the way? You know, it's like you could say, Hey, we're going to drive to whatever, Nebraska. Uh, and Nebraska, when you get to Nebraska, it might be amazing, but you probably got to see all these amazing things along the way that you never would have seen if you hadn't driven to, or, I'm just using That's exactly it, man. When I got to LA 2010, I didn't have any agent, no manager. I I would wake up every day and I would look at my goals and I would work my way towards them by submitting myself, going and helping on music videos, short films, trying to just keep just every step towards those goals. And I didn't hit the, the twin, the David Lynch goal until 2016. So for six years, I was driving towards those goals while at the same time, all these other incredible parts of the journey. Your, your, your analogy is perfect because it's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. I worked so hard to get animals made when it finally happened. 
the experience of making that film, the, the process was so incredible that the night I stood for the first time with an audience in New York, or in, it was in, um, in, in Austin, actually, it's South by Southwest. I, I stood with Eve. She was eight months pregnant. The movie played at the big theater in Austin. And then we stood outside and the crowd was gone. And like the little, you know, paper advertisements were blowing down the street, like a scene out of some Capra movie. <laughs> and we're just going, it's over. That was it. That was, <laughs> that was it. So the, the journey, the process, the production, that's what lives in my bones and my flesh and my blood. And I have that forever, you know? Yeah. And also, you know, I think it's good for, you know, I think it's good for people who are trying to, you know, I think we're always all trying to figure it out, but, you know, sit down and saying like, you know, right now, who am I? What do I want? And then when you kind of write those things down, I think it's important to say like, how many of those things that I want are external things and how, like, is it all external things? Well, I want this and I want this thing and I want that thing. And I want that thing. Like kind of looking and creating the balance of like, how many of those are internal things? Like, well, like peace and <laughs> well-being and health, you know, mental health, physical health, you know, and I think it's important to, to mix those in because you really do have to, it is, I think it is really important to give those the care that you would give, you know, trying to, make a million dollars or whatever it is, which is ultimately going to solve some of your problems, but not fix you. Yep. So, you yep. know, like what, what, what can you, uh, what can you do to make sure that you are learning more about who you are so that you can better answer the question of what I, what do I want? And that those answers can change. It's okay if they evolve. Absolutely, You're not, you're not a failure. If you go, you know what? I really thought I wanted this thing, but I've grown or I've evolved or now that I see what's involved, I just don't want all the stuff that surrounds it. And it's okay to say like, I'm going to try something else. I got all this experience in this one direction and that was worth it. You know, like, you know, like uh, again, my, my friend and trainer always says like everyone, you know, like people are in our lives for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I think there are experiences kind of have the same thing. Was this experience just this seasonal thing was it just a quick one-time thing or was this like a lifelong journey? And it's okay to, it's okay for those to change. <laughs> I love that. I'm stealing that, man. That is yeah. so brilliant. It's so true. It's, it's, and there it's are public people, domain. It's there's open people source. I've had an, uh, an afternoon with and it's changed my life. There are people that I see every week and they change my life. And there are people that I will spend the rest of my life with and they change my life. And all of those have an important role to play. And, um, it's just up to us to be open, willing, ready, and, um, you know, always, always, always open to the possibility, the potential of what is just, you know, when we get off of this call, like what's outside that door for me, what's outside that door for you. You've got so many amazing, huge, exciting things happening in your life. And I feel like I do as well. And everybody who's listening, you may not feel that way about yourself right now, but the truth is you do the potential every day you wake up is that it could be an entirely new existence. And we have so much power in that. And we're strongest when we, again, keep harping on this, surround ourselves with people who authentically support and love and believe in us. Well, outside any huge external thing that's happening, I think the biggest thing that any of us can hope for, get to have, or can should accept is just waking up and going, I feel good with me. I feel like I'm enough. 
regardless of whatever happens outside that door for you, it's uh, a lot of saws and bookcases being made. Uh, <laughs> but, oh man. And a parent teacher conference and then, you know, uh, Halloween costume supplies and, uh, let's see what's for dinner. I got to make dinner tonight. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, as many times as I've seen you at things or seen you at events or parties and we've, you know, we've gotten, we've caught up or we've gotten to chit chat or whatever. It's uh, we've, it's like, I love that we've actually just gotten to have this really focused, wonderful conversation. This, oh. week, this is, this is, uh, this is definitely falls into the category of like, of conversations that will continue to resonate. I'm just so glad. I'm so appreciative that we had the opportunity to have it. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I mean, for everybody listening, you should know, like Chris and I, I mean, I, I knew and was a fan of Chris before meeting him, but we met, you know, we, you and I met at, 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 at like a party at James Gunn's or, or we'd be at these uh, big movie premieres together and we'd have these really, you're right, compressed, uh, concise conversations where we got to know one another in these intense environments that were so cool. But at the same time, like that fact that like, now we get to have this like really in-depth life combo is like, it just makes me so happy and I'm excited um, to have many more. <laughs> well, You're such I, an awesome guy, man. You're such well, an awesome guy. And I love that you use your platform for so much positivity in the world. And, and you really, um, it's, it's really wonderful. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your advocacy for mental health and for balance and for, you know, like, and for recovery and, and all the good things. I know it, I know it helps people. I know when you mention it, every time you mention it, it, it helps someone. And, and, and I think that's really, uh, that's great. And that's, that's important. And, and, and you should feel, you should feel happy about that. You know, like it's, it, it, it's those moments, those times in life where someone just came along and said, today's the day. And you're like, fuck, I think today's the day, you know? And, uh, and it, and it gets to be so, Congratulations on everything, and uh, and I'm, I'm I'm really just happy for you. And please tell Eve I said hi, and hopefully we'll get to see you like in the world. Yes, yes. Let's have a we'll have a play date before you know it. I can't wait. We'll get we'll get the families together. It'll be awesome. I appreciate that, man. It's so good to see you. I appreciate you, and congratulations. And uh, I hope to see you soon. Thanks, dude. Thank you. All right, the end. ID ten T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. I feel like I was blindsided because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor, we have scoured the earth for the fourteen greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is winner go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win two hundred million dollars. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freebie or Prime Video.